We have a couple of very short psalms here, and I'm going to read both of them to you and explain them briefly. Psalm 133 and 134. First, Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. Amen and amen. The first verse, behold, this is something you should look at and consider carefully. How good, it is noble, and it is virtuous when this takes place, and how pleasant it is full of pleasure and joy and delight when brethren, these are not blood brethren as much as brethren in the Lord Jesus Christ, brethren in the God of heaven, those that are of the same religion and the same faith, those that have like precious faith between themselves to dwell together in unity. This unity is not unity in judgment. This unity is not unity so much in opinion. This unity is unity of affection toward each other, which is what Romans 12, 13b is going to teach us this morning. This is something you should stop and consider and behold it, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell dwell together in unity. We have experienced those times over the years and decades in this church. We have had fatted calf feasts in which we have celebrated our love and unity with each other, and we have rejoiced and been at great peace in our fellowship one with another. But we want to increase that yet more and more. And so the Word of God is going to speak to us today from Romans 12. But this is a wonderful verse here. David wrote the psalm. This is, these are the last two of the songs of degrees of the worship of God. And they're going to culminate in a glorious blessing in Psalm 134. As the priests would approach the tabernacle or the temple in the worship of God, they had degrees and they reached the pinnacle point in the 134th verse. David had seen division. Saul had divided the nation. The nation was divided after Saul died, and David only had two tribes, and other tribes didn't submit to him. Absalom divided the nation. But, oh, David understood what it was like when everyone was together and loved one another and were in peace and had the same ruler and loved that same ruler and were basking in a united kingdom. And then he gives two similes. A simile is when you have the word like or the word as. telling us that there is a comparison being made. And so there are two comparisons being made. The comparison being made in verse 2 is the fragrant, fragrant, delicious, pleasurable, copious abundance of the ointment that was poured upon Aaron. And in verse 3, the comparison is the nutritious and helpful and gentleness of God's blessing with dew. Not a driving rain, not floodwaters, but dew. First of all, in verse 2, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, 
even Aaron's beard. And there was so much of it that it ran even to the skirts of his garment. Now this ointment was made this way. Here's the recipe. Take thou also unto thee, God told Moses, principal spices. Principal spices. Of pure myrrh, 500 shekels. And of sweet cinnamon, half so much. Even 250 shekels. And of sweet calamus, 250 shekels. And of cassia, 500 shekels. After the shekel of the sanctuary. And of oil olive and hen. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil. You heard some sweet spices there, and olive oil mixed with it to pour upon Aaron's head. It was a fragrant blessing. But it was a wonderful thing in a natural way by smelling so good. But it was a wonderful thing in a spiritual way by anointing a man that could go between Israel and God. And so David here is lifted up in praise by the Spirit of God to try to compare brethren dwelling together in unity with two things in the history of Israel and in the geography of Israel. One was the anointing of Aaron. And there was so much of it that though it was poured upon his head, it ended up on his beard. And though it was poured in his head and ended up on his beard, it ran down his garments and was on the skirts of his garments. The copiousness of it, the abundance of it, it was a wonderful thing. And when brethren dwell together in unity, there is going to be an abundance of God's blessings in a church, in a family, in a marriage, when they dwell together like verse 1 describes. And I hope that exclamation point in your King James Bible at the end of verse 1 means something to you, that this is an emphatic statement made by God to you about what a great thing it truly is. In the third verse, as the dew of Hermon, a mountain distant from Jerusalem, but known for its dew, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, the gentle watering of the earth that God gives for its nutrition and sustenance, not driving rain that that spoils parties, but every morning to get up and have during the night the Lord moisture, providing moisture for the ground. You know, there was, there was a mist and a dew that went up in the Garden of Eden that watered it, and there was no rain for 1,500 years on this earth until the flood. The Lord knows how to water from the ground up rather than from the clouds down. And this is just a description of it. And so we have the word like in verse 2, the word as in verse 3, telling us both of these are just similes, trying to tell us how beautiful, how wonderful, how abundant, how gentle and delightful, nutritious, And precious it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then he closes out with this statement, For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. What unites us together more than anything else? We are blood brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what nation you come from, what color you are. I don't care your intellect, your economic status, or your income, or any of those things. We are blood brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ. God has adopted us by predestinated adoption, according to Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. He has made us accepted in the Beloved, and we are brethren of the highest order. I have a physical brother in this assembly. But we have a brotherhood that's above that, and it's beyond that. And it's our brotherhood in the Lord Jesus Christ. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. How can we not dwell in unity? 
What causes dissension, strife, and fighting and grudges between people? But the smallest, minorest things, when the greatest thing is eternal life, we've been given. Since we've been given eternal life, why would we ever oppose each other or worry or fuss or strive with each other for the little things of this natural life? This is eternal life. The Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. He promised before the world began. Life forevermore for His elect. This is Psalm 133. Brethren, let us make sure that our church, our hearts, starting with ourselves... It has nothing to do with how others treat you. It has everything to do with how you treat others. Your goal this morning should be the worship of God, the glory in His name, and to love one another. And we can fulfill Psalm 133 and have God's blessings upon us. And oh, brethren, we're so far ahead of Aaron and that pitiful ointment that was put upon his head. We have the Lord Jesus Christ as our great high priest, not Aaron. And I'll tell you, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost above measure. You want to talk about abundance? You can measure out how much was poor. So what? It dripped down to his skirts. Jesus was anointed without measure. It wasn't 500 shekels of this, a hint of that, and 250 shekels of anything. It was without measure. John was just told... When you baptize someone and you see the Holy Ghost coming down from heaven and abiding upon him, that is the Son of God. That's our Savior. We are so far ahead. You are your own Aaron. You can go straight to the presence of God yourself without having your garments all dripping with olive oil. You say, I thought you were lifting it up as being something great. For an Israelite in the Old Testament, it was. For a New Testament Christian... Yuck. Sorry. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 134. Behold. Oh, we're supposed to look at something else. Bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. You say, what is this psalm? This psalm is David addressing all those that he had assigned. And David governed the worship of Israel until the coming of Jesus Christ. You can read it throughout the books of the Old Testament that that David invented the musical instruments. David assigned the players of those instruments. David assigned the singers. David assigned the supervisors. David assigned their shifts. David assigned how many were to do it at this time, how many were to do it at that time. David was the worship leader of God's church under the Old Covenant. And so we have reached the last of the Psalms of Degrees, the Song of Degrees, and he is blessing all those that he has assigned for the worship of God. Bless ye. It's a plural. Bless ye. Whenever you find a ye in the, new, in the Bible, that is a plural second person pronoun referring to several. When you find a thee, a t pronoun is always in our King James Bible, a singular second person pronoun. That is why our King James Bible is better than all these versions. That if they were to take every word and keep it the same as our King James, but reduce thee and ye and thine and thy to you and your, like we have in the 20th century, they would corrupt the Word of God. Because you wouldn't be able to understand this psalm as one example of the difference in that second person pronoun. 
The Greek and the Hebrew both have different pronouns for the second person, whether it's singular or plural. English no longer has it, but the high English of our King James Bible does have it. Why is plural, T is singular. Love your King James Bibles. And when somebody says, well, I'm just tired of all those these and thous, you understand that they know nothing about language, nothing about pronouns, and nothing about rightly interpreting Scripture. We need them. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. I want you to know that David required men to be appointed in nighttime. While you were sleeping in bed, we sometimes refer to the stock market. If you own stock, those stocks are earning dividends or income for you while you're sleeping. Forget all that foolish stuff. Those soap bubbles of this world. How about having praise in the house of the Lord while you might have been a hundred miles away knowing that in the house of God there were men assigned that were gifted and skilled and they were singing the words of David all night long lifting up their hands in praise though there was no one there except the Lord Himself. Are you willing to praise like that? Though everyone else goes to sleep in these perilous times of the last days. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ enough that you want to praise Him whenever, wherever, however, according to His Word, which by night stand in the house of the Lord? This is David assigning them to their duties. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. That is the Lord Jehovah. Bless Him, praise Him, thank Him, worship Him. And so ends the charge of David. And those thousands... Those thousands turn around and say to him, The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. And I'm going to tell you, David's one blessed man. When he died in his deathbed and he said, Although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire although he make it not to grow, because the son of David is sitting on the throne of the universe right now. The Lord Jesus Christ, the son of David. Verses 1 and 2. David charging the servants of the Lord to bless the Lord Jehovah. They turn around and with the singular pronoun, bless David from the Lord out of Zion. And as we give blessings in this house this day, As you sing praise to him like you just did with crown him with many crowns, I want to tell you something. There's going to be a blessing that comes out of heaven upon every one of you that do it with a sincere heart and a zealous heart and that truly love him and want to lift up his praise and make it glorious. A blessing will come out of Zion from the Lord that made heaven and earth upon you and your families. I want to do some more singing. May the Lord be praised. Amen.